another episode of Green Planet Blue Planet Podcast. I am Julian Guderlei and this is Green Planet Blue Planet Podcast, where you get to hear the stories and insights from entrepreneurs, social change makers, and artists displaying how each and everyone's uniqueness makes this planet worth living on. For more, check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com. Today with me is Alana Kettler, conscious media creator and change maker. Welcome, Alana. Thank you, Julian. Well, Anna, let's uh, let's kick this off. I love this wording, conscious media creator. Tell us tell us more about that. What makes you a conscious media creator? Okay. Well, I work for um, an online conscious media company called Collective Evolution, and also with you at CTR, Conscious Thought Revolution, creating conscious media in the realm of writing articles, uh, making videos. I've been involved with several documentary productions in the past, and just uh, aiming to be a voice for conscious you know consciousness in the world and how to kind of be the change and live that in your everyday life powerful yeah cool well um let, let's kick it off with this question alana how do you how do you start your days how do you have any kind of routine or do you just kind of whatever happens happens tell us tell us a little bit more about that um so i usually wake up between 5 30 and 6 and i like to listen to my tones in the morning so these tones are a specific set of frequencies that have my voice imprinted in them and they're geared towards helping each individual's shift their consciousness so it's kind of like a meditation but mm -hmm. they can be kind of obnoxious because some of them are really high pitched so it's not always a very like zenful thing but I know it's kind of something that I'm doing for myself to better myself so I like to use the time in the morning to do things for me um, so I also enjoy laying in the sun. I'll open up my patio door and just lay in the sun and soak up all that vitamin D in the morning. Um, I'll have lemon water. I'll do yoga sometimes or go for a walk. So just trying to spend that time focusing on what's going to make me feel good and start me on a good track for the rest of the day. Cool. I get it. So you, morning time is sacred Alana time. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So... <laughs> I absolutely resonate with that personally my, uh, as well. And how do you how do you get into the the zone? So you you said you listen to your tones, which is kind of like a meditation, vitamin D, um, walks or yoga. What else helps you to get into this place where you feel like your day is just happening? Well, um, I generally will have a smoothie every morning for breakfast, so there's some fuel, you know, to get going. Um, sometimes I'll have a coffee and I will walk to work most days. So that's just time to be like, okay, I'm headed to work, to the office, ready to get in that headspace of just getting some work done and being productive. Yeah, I find taking the time in the morning to just dedicate to myself helps me to be more productive throughout the day. Even though today is not necessarily a productive <laughs> feeling day. <laughs> but that's okay, because not every day can you be have a creative day productive. Today? today will be a creative day, sure. Yes. <laughs> well, we are we are being creative right now. Um, I, I, I love diving deeper into your story and hearing more about you and how you live your life and how that brings out this this social change maker that, that I know you to be. Um, yeah, so tell our audience a little bit more. Like, what are you working towards? I, I, I think it's a little clearer what you've done in the past, but what are you working towards? What is what is one of your your goals, your visions, your ambition? I guess um, I would just like to be able to share what I believe and be as authentic as I can possibly be and connect with others through vulnerability and being open and transparent 
Um, I think it's important that everybody shares their stories because you never know who might get something from that or who you might touch from that or who you might inspire. So I think we all have our own personal story to share and that's one of the ways that we'll change the world is just through connecting with others through those stories. So that's important to me is to just always kind of speak my truth and be authentic and share and be there for people who need and just connect even on a just a personal one-on-one level with others because connection is something that many people are craving for sure in this day and time. So you're working towards a more connected world in that sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, more more connection, more transparency, just more people just feeling inspired to be themselves and not hide behind anything, to just be whoever they are no matter what and to speak their truth. Yeah. That makes me curious. I, I like I like what you're what you're sharing there. So wouldn't you say we are technologically speaking in a more connected place than ever? It, what kind of um, like t- tell us more about the connection that you feel happens when True. when people share their story? Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing because we can use technology to our advantage in this way. Like I find that I've been stepping into the realm of putting myself out there on Facebook and video form, and that's you know something I really never thought I would be able to get to a place where I felt comfortable doing that. And of course, it's still somewhat nerve wracking, but you just more you do things, the easier it becomes. But I find that that's a really, really good outlet because I've written before about personal type things and I'll get emails and people say, wow, like, thank you so much. But I find when it's in video form and people can actually see and feel the emotion that's coming behind my words, um, it's a lot more connected and people feel just more inspired in that way. So technology is an amazing tool to be able to connect with more people on an international level. But there's something to be said about one-on-one connections as well and really being in the same space with others. And that's something that eventually I would like to be doing is working one-on-one with with people who are struggling. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I hear connection, I hear vulnerability. I I love this question because I feel like in my my way of looking at the world, everybody has a superpower or we all... Mm -hmm superheroes in, in one way or other what what kind of superhero would you be mm-hmm. um again it's along that same theme I think I'm known as someone who is my authentic self all the time so I'm not someone who will change who I am to suit who I'm with I am myself and I don't care if everyone's going to accept me or not because I've learned how to accept myself so you know I just am who I am and you know if people don't like it that's okay with me but I think like I said before there's a lot of power in authenticity and, and being yourself fully for sure so authenticity so, that's authenticity it. that's your superpower yeah. and, and vulnerability having the courage to share um, some things I've struggled with in the past just being open because again that's how you can connect with others so yeah just being we could say transparency because then it feels like I have like Invisibility powers or something. <laughs> nice, nice. Transparent. It's a bit different, but transparency. It works. Yeah. As like we'll the, the, the blend of authenticity and yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. I'll say that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How do you feel the state of the world is in right now? If you if transparency, authenticity, mm-hmm. vulnerability are your your um yeah, your core powers. Tell us a little bit how you see the world and what kind of world you you uh, you're dreaming of. Well, um, people are definitely, I feel, I don't know for sure, but sometimes I do feel like I kind of live in a bubble because I work in this realm of conscious media and a lot of the people that I communicate on a regular basis are already people that are 
kind of using this information to up-level their lives or to work on themselves or whatever. So people kind of are already on this path of personal development and trying to live their best life. So I see that people right now are, are being really pushed to just be themselves and to learn how to love themselves. And this seems like a really common trend and to be sort of like non-judgmental, but more accepting of others, because I find also seems like people are becoming really aware that, you know, whatever you judge about another is somehow a reflection of yourself. So I feel like this is again, like a really common theme within my circles, but on a global scale, um, the state of the world, there's obviously a lot of chaos, a lot of destruction, but this is where you know, this is something that can pave the way for a new way of being because we see what's not working so clearly, but it's also a reflection of what's going on internally. So I believe strongly that the more we continue to work on ourselves and to be the best versions of ourselves, the less these types of things will exist in the world because it wouldn't be reflecting what we're refusing to look at anymore. So I see the world as being a place full of more connection and more community and more love in the future. So I think that will come if we continue to, to focus on ourselves mostly, yeah, to be the change. Focus on ourselves mostly in the sense mm -hmm. that we lay the groundwork with, mm -hmm. with how we interact with our own world and, and, and exactly. that's how we can authentically connect with others. Or exactly. Focus so, on ourselves in the sense right. of individualism. And By like working through your own issues and like trying to figure, like instead of just reacting to something, like it's about how you react that's going to make a, a difference, right? So if you can change the way you're reacting, that is going to change the series of events, whatever that may be. So if you react from a place of love rather than fear or anger, mm. that's sending a different vibration out into the world, you know, and times that by millions. If you're not acting from a place of fear, you know, that's a lot of love. Nice. <laughs> Going out. I, lo I, lo I love that, a, lo a lot of love. That is certainly something I feel like the world can can always need um, some more of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting tangent this conversation just took here because I I absolutely agree with you and at the same time I see how how difficult that can be in the like course of everyday lives in the way that our global politics are happening and in the way that a lot of people still live below the poverty line and um, it almost feels like the having the energy readily available to um, be at this level of reflection and always like as you said like clean up your own issues and, mm -hmm. and walk through life in an, a vulnerable state mm -hmm. um that's very honorable and at the same time i'm I, i question myself like how i believe in it and i want this to be the state of the world but how do we mm -hmm. what's the path there how do we how do we um, get there without telling others our way is the right way you know because that doesn't really you just have to and like I believe you just have to keep doing it for yourself like just follow your own intuition and live from the heart mm -hmm. is the most important thing that you can do you know take take time out of your head to separate your thoughts and your ego from what your heart is trying to tell you and live a life full of purpose and passion and then you are creating that change no matter what and even if It might, maybe that seems selfish to some people is taking the time to work on yourself, but the more you're living that and from that space of passion and purpose, the more it's going to rub off on others. And they might not even realize it, but their lives are going to shift too because you're living in a different vibration that will affect, it's like a ripple, right? It's a ripple effect that will branch out 
like just you changing a, a one thing. A ripple of impact from all the love that yeah. we share. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I like that. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask a, a little bit of a provocative <laughs> question here then, because like these conversations, and, and we're friends, and we work together on a, on a project called Conscious Thought Revolution, so mm -hmm. I know we, we, we think alike in many ways, but these conversations are also challenging sometimes when, when you have them with people that are not as inclined to fall into the same way of thinking. So mm -hmm. you say you're, you feel like you're in a bubble in the sense that there's a lot of people around you that think in, in, in this kind of, mm -hmm. along these kind of tracks. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also said level up. So is there an infinite leveling up or is there an end state to reach at? Or is there, no. is there like a Buddha state that we are all trying to get to or is it right now right here okay so yeah like i never want to claim like i have all the answers or anything like that because i certainly don't and it's been a learning it's been a learning process to admit that i don't have all the answers and we're all we're all on our own journey and nobody's better or higher up or anything than anyone else everyone is living their life and they're on their path and no one's better than another and that's a really important thing to realize because I think a lot of people in this movement because they may have, have more of a conscious understanding will put themselves above others and you know kind of start to judge a lot of qualities that make us human because they feel maybe they are more advanced or above that but like we all are here for a reason and that is in my beliefs is to learn and to grow and to evolve and to love but we're all on our separate journey and it's not our job to judge others and if we do It's important to look at why we're judging them in the first place and how that might relate back to our own lives. Mm. Because what we see in others is generally a reflection of something that's going on within ourselves that we are refusing to look at. So what we can do as people that have more conscious understanding, say, about certain things is just, just accept, accept people and have compassion for where people are at. And you maybe don't need to, you know, um, surround yourself with, certain people if you you feel you don't drive very well with them but you can still be compassionate and send them love you know yeah i i understand what you're saying how does that look for you when when somebody <laughs> <laughs> let's say somebody cuts you you're biking uh on, on one of victoria bc's beautiful bike lanes and mm -hmm. somebody cuts you off and almost hits you in the bike how do you how do you go compassionately about something like that You know, and, mm -hmm. and this is just one of the many examples where real yeah. life and being yeah. human takes over from, yeah. let's say, the, the more, um, pardon my, my language, the more fluffy parts of our yeah. philosophical understanding. Yeah, true. You can't, like, you can't always control how you're going to react, especially if it's kind of catches you off guard. You might react and you might swear and you might be angry, but then, you know, life goes on and you can let it go. It's about how you you know, process whatever just happened is, mm. is how you kind of live from this. So if you initially get upset, that's fine. But then how are, are you able to let it go? Or is it going to be, are you going to be dwelling on it for the rest of the day? Right. That's something that is up to you. Do you want to live a life full of anger or do you want to live a life with peace? And it's up to you. Everyone has a, a choice every day. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, that's wow. <laughs> It's very deep. I love where this conversation is going. Let me um, let me kind of switch the pace a little bit, and I know we'll come back to to this topic in, in one way or other. Um, if you had a billion dollars tomorrow, for a fact, would you invest into space exploration, or would you clean up planet Earth? I would definitely clean up planet Earth. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. That's so, a simple so, answer. Sim simple answer. You clean up on Earth. <laughs> do you want so details? What kind of, what, well, of course I want details. What kind of cleaning up do you, do you reckon there is? 
to do? Um, well, I mean, I think there's only really so much you can do with a, mil- a billion dollars, right? But I think you're saying you want more than a billion dollars. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, since this is a hypothetical dollars. conversation, um, <laughs> let's say you have two billion dollars. What, what, what are you going to do to to clean up planet Earth? How do you how do you feel about the state of the Earth mm-hmm. and and well, what 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 do we need cleaning up for? I think more than just like cleaning up the damage that has been done, it's more important to raise awareness about things that we are doing that we could shift in order to create less damage. So moving away from certain things such as plastic and all these, you know, items of garbage that can never really be broken down that are just ending up in the landfills. Also just eating, you know, a more plant-based diet so that you're not having the you know devastation from all the animal agriculture and just making you know just kind of educating everyone on how they can choose to live a more sustainable lifestyle and to utilize more free type energy things so solar you know energy whatever renewable energies renewable energy yeah it's more is most important i think Right, so not so much cleaning could, up, but raising awareness yeah. about the things that are right. that are ready for a shift. Yes, yes, Like, exactly. let's say, biodegradable plastics. Right, which is things that we're doing in conscious media, and this is why conscious media is important, because these are the issues that are more focused on than in, than you would find in the mainstream. Got it. Yeah. So how did, you, how did you get to the place where you're at right now, where you've been working with um, a conscious media outlet that's, that's reaching millions of people, and you've been working with Collective Evolution for years... You're, you're starting something that's the Conscious Thought Revolution here out of Victoria um, with, with a bunch of uh, like very uh, powerful creators. So how did you get here and did you plan on getting to that place or did it just happen to you? Or mm-hmm. yeah, I'm curious. Okay, so I guess if what you're asking is kind of like what opened my eyes originally to the fact that something does need to change in the world. Um, so I guess it was... I started with a kind of becoming aware of the soul, you could say. So I've always been someone that has been really, really curious by nature. Like I was in, I would go to church and I would go to Christian camp every summer. I wasn't raised overly religious or anything, but I would always be that kid that was always asking why. And, you know, oftentimes the answer would be like, well, it just is this way and this is just what it is. So we can't really tell you why there is no answer. You just have to trust God. You know, you just have to trust that, That's what it is because God said so. So just trust. But like, but why? Like, why do we have to trust him? And I'd always just be curious and kind of probing. And it never really fully resonated with me. Although I did believe in something, just not a traditional idea of God. So it was after I read a book called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if you've read it, but it's an an awesome book. But it was, I think, in the very first page of that book, um, he talks about how, who are you without your thoughts? He's like, close your eyes and stop thinking for a second and then he says are you still there see like what was that awareness beyond the thoughts so that was the first like epiphany mind blown type moment I had that made me realize that that there's a soul in there and that's something that just I really connected with is something that it's a part of something much bigger than all of this so that was a really cool moment and then um it was after that I watched a documentary called like the bleep do we know I love that movie. which is amazing yeah. so I think I was like 17 or something when I saw that and 
um, it just kind of further drives home that point that that we are a soul having a human experience and we can create our own reality. We are literally creating our reality. So that was like totally another mind-blown type moment. And I like that it really um, merges quantum physics and, and science with spirituality so that you can physically grasp the concepts that they're portraying. So that was really cool. And it was after that that I saw a documentary called Zeitgeist, which... A lot of people are familiar with or used to be um and that was just kind of a documentary that talks a lot about the lies that we've been told in our um society so that was when i saw that it was kind of like oh i knew it like i always knew something wasn't right about the world but didn't really know exactly what it was so that documentary just like really expanded my mind to start questioning things to start you know not just blindly accepting whatever the media told me because i realized then that there isn't another agenda so after watching that it was like it was all over from there i just watched you know every single documentary i could find every interview with every crazy conspiracy theorist person in the world reading you know all kinds of books david ike books and whatnot just trying to like learn everything i could and that's what led me to collective evolution eventually um but what i noticed you know when i was kind of in that state um, I was coming from a place of anger. I was really mad that we were being lied to. Like, how, how could you do this to us? You know, they, you know, I had a lot of anger towards them, whoever, whoever they are for, you know, being able to, to lie to us or whatever. So that didn't feel very good um, at all. So I was kind of searching for something more. So when I found Collective Evolution, it kind of was something that offered me something more. So instead of, you know, being angry, it offered a perspective as to, why is why are these things happening how are they affecting us and what can we really do about it instead of just focusing on the problem uh, we're focusing on the solution so ce collective evolution became you know my new favorite website and i was really excited because they tied in this this aspect of consciousness into the message um into their conscious media message and at the time ce was a very new platform and you know eventually long story short one thing led to another and i ended up moving from my hometown of fort st john to toronto to join the collective evolution team and did i ever expect that to happen not really but i couldn't pass up the opportunity to to go and 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 be a part of it because it was so amazing and i finally had felt like it was something that I wanted to be doing. So that's kind of what got me started into all this, you know, into this realm of conscious media. And that's where I gained most of my experience was working with this relatively new company, you know, on, you know, no budget at all, but having the passion to really spread this message and, and share it with the world of consciousness, basically. Wow. Yeah. So, so Eckhart and What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm-hmm. And Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Those, those were the, those the, the, three. the three big, big beacons that were turned on. And yeah. they kind of showed you that the trajectory goes this way yeah. and then you you turn basically into a media creator yourself so mm-hmm. from watching documentaries and realizing mm-hmm. how they impact people mm-hmm. you realize that this is a way you can powerfully yeah. apply your your super power yeah, to the world exactly so like writing was always something i liked and enjoyed to do because i woke up when i was in high school still and i would write articles or sorry essays um about these topics that I was learning about so my English teacher would always encourage my writing she really enjoyed it but plus she was always just so like impressed like holy crap I didn't know about that before this is so interesting so just you know having that kind of feedback from her and her encouragement to keep writing uh, made me realize that you know I'm working for this platform collective evolution and even though I'm so scared to have my my put my voice out there or my written work out there it's an amazing platform to share and it can help a lot of people so That's eventually how I started writing for CE. 
Cool. Yeah. So you said you you woke up. Yeah. When did you fall asleep? <sighs> when did I fall asleep? Yeah. Well. Or, or, or are we all born asleep in, in, I, in that metaphor? Yeah. So I haven't fallen back asleep. I think it's uh, once you wake up, it's really, really hard to fall back asleep. I have seen it happen. Right. right. That, that, that's what, that's <laughs> yeah. what I meant. Like yeah. you, you woke up right. um, at some I'm, point yeah. in your journey when, yeah. when, when Eckhart and, and all these right. documentaries were knocking on your door. But did you fall asleep prior to that? I was already asleep, yeah. I was born asleep, and I believe... You, you think you're born asleep? I, yeah, I believe that that's, that's the soul's journey, is, you know, to, to be here and, and forget and then to remember. Mm-hmm. And this is how we eventually, you know, get back to that remembering. That's sort of my belief, anyways. Of course, it's all, you know, well, open re- to the page or whatever. Absolutely. I, I, um, it's just my just, just for the record here, for anybody listening, I, I don't think I... I know any of those answers. I'm just really curious to see where this conversation takes us. Well, then tell us a little bit more about how you grew up and how that influenced you. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you, you're basically on a journey of remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what do you want to know specifically? Yeah, I, I just really appreciate knowing people's backgrounds. So, yeah. like, for example, what did your parents do for a living? Yeah. Where in Canada did you grow up? I think you said Saint... Yeah, Fort Saint John. Fort so, Saint yeah, John. a small oil field city in northern British Columbia. Um... My parents separated when I was about four, so my mom was a single mom raising three kids. My dad wasn't really around that often, so um, yeah, I guess it wasn't it wasn't the easiest. But I also never really felt deprived. We didn't have much at all, but I just felt like I had a lot of love from my friends and my family. That I, I never felt deprived, but kind of interesting because my sister and I have had totally different experiences with how we grew up like she was the middle right. child and you know she would fight with my mom a lot and she always wanted to have the cool sweater or like the brand name clothes or whatever and obviously my mom couldn't afford it but in my sister's mind it was kind of like a tough difficult childhood but in my mind my mom did the best she could and you were the oldest I was the youngest you were the youngest yeah, yeah. Got it. so I don't know I never it was obviously from the outside looking in yeah it's not the easiest to be raised by a single parent with, you know, a, a very small income, but I have no, I'm not upset about that, you know, so. How do you think that influenced <laughs> you on your way forward to, like, go this journey of, of curiosity, I think, is, is yeah. what are you driving, the driving energy behind it, right? Church yeah. camp, curiosity, asking yeah. questions, not, not, not getting real answers and basically getting just more curious. I don't. I don't really know how that would affected would have affected this part of my journey because I just feel like I've always been so curious and I've always asked a lot of questions and I don't know. Like I guess just knowing that the way society is is not the way that it has to be. So maybe you know watching my mom struggle and that maybe that has propelled some of my yearning to see a different way of of being in the society, you know, and having more maybe communal type living styles or things like that where it doesn't, you know, where you said poverty really, or lower income really is powerful yeah. there, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, where it's not something that's going to, you know, take you down so much because we could have a little more equality, mm-hmm. you know, in a different way of society. Right. So. More equality. Yeah, somewhat. Right. P- poverty certainly is something that in 2017 we're, we're still... Um, suffering from on a global scale, and I I heard I heard something very powerful in what you just shared, Alana, which is 
the way society is is not necessarily the way it needs it has to be. Right. Right. That's I feel it's it's free free of any charge. It's mm -hmm. just an observation of like oh this is one way we are doing things right now. Possibly we could be doing things differently too. Yeah. Um, for sure. And I see there's a lot of power in that. And I I feel like when when I first got to to, to meet you and and know about your story and, and see what you're creating. That really resonates in all of your publications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just because we've been doing something one way for so many years doesn't mean that that's the only way that we can do it. So it's important to embrace any possibility. And again, society is a certain way, but you can choose to opt out of that as much as you want to and take your life into your own hands and take responsibility for your own actions and your own decisions. You know, if you don't like something in society then don't choose to support it yeah mm -hmm. do you let me let me be provocative here is this just is this just a, a millennial um being upset with the world that's already way too easy for us anyway mm, maybe if it does come from a place of anger then at least you can uh, bring change from that you know this is how it was done but it doesn't mean this is how we have to do it right yeah Yeah, I absolutely personally relate that this is this is what I said. It's so powerful for me to hear that is we um, I've lived on a, on a couple of different continents up to this point in my life. And I realized that no matter where you go, humans have certain things that we just do. And they, they seem to be human nature. But then also, like, we create these societies and realities that, um, yeah, they make me scratch my head, to be honest. They, like, literally get me into this place of, like, questioning awe. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, we're doing this over here? Mm -hmm. But over there, they've been doing it different and mm -hmm. they were all happy and they don't even have any money for that. Right. Well, we could go down that rabbit hole <laughs> as to why these yeah. things are happening in a certain way, but it all just comes down to money and greed. And that's something that we can choose to work away from. Cool. Well, let's keep going a little bit along, along some questions that I've, that I've brought into this conversation. I'll see if that comes back to money or greed. Um, because I'm curious to hear more about your, your um, perspective there. Mm -hmm. Um, Ocean water or lake water? Lake water. It's more refreshing. Yeah. Do you meditate? Yes. As much as I can, but not always. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I did more, but I just downloaded Headspace, so I'm trying to get into a more regular flow. I have the notifications to remind me, so I do get wrapped up in my head from time to time. I'm a pretty logical person at times so I try to get out of my head and into my heart as often as I can got it yeah. um cannabis or alcohol cannabis for sure no alcohol anymore for this girl <laughs> <laughs> I've had my fun universal basic income yes or no yes cool um Elena what are you reading right now and what was kind of the, the book before that like what are the last two books that made, that made an impact impact on you that you want to share with our audience okay um well i always usually have like six books on the go at a time <laughs> i have a hard time reading a book start to finish especially if it's kind of in the self-help realm although i do enjoy reading books like that just to kind of reignite your you know your fire your your passion to just do better but um the one that i've read most recently is called you are the placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's actually in What the Bleep Do We Know, the documentary, and yeah. that's how I originally heard of him. Um, and it's just, yeah. You are the placebo by you, yeah, Dr. Joe Dispenza? Yeah, yeah you are cool. the placebo. 
And, um, yeah, so obviously it's about the placebo effect and how, like, you can completely heal yourself with the power of your mind and your thoughts alone. So kind of like how we were saying earlier, your thoughts create your reality, which is a big takeaway from that documentary about the belief do we know. You literally can, can heal yourself with your mind. So it's just really powerful examples of how people have been able to do that. And because I was just doing a fast, I did a 21-day fast, um, the focus was to heal some digestive health problems that I've been having with candida so I was really just trying to focus on using my mind to heal and trusting that the fast was going to be what I needed to heal so really believing that and creating that reality for myself to set up a good environment to heal so that's the last book that I've, I'm still reading um before that, uh, the last one that I can remember that made an impact is a book called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts by Dr. Gabor Mate, and he is an addiction uh, specialist, I guess you could say, someone that has worked in like yeah, East Hastings, uh, Vancouver, working with some of the, you know, the people who are addicted to, to drugs and alcohol and have had really difficult upbringing, so he just has a different sort of stance on addiction and he's come to um some interesting conclusions towards people that suffer from addiction and he also is someone that advocates using plant medicine for people to heal addiction um yeah so that's something that i am hoping to get into the field of working with people who are struggling with addiction because i've had my own struggles in my life and just being able to offer a compassionate ear to those who are struggling and helping them out. So that book was just kind of really, you know, really made me feel like that's something I want to be doing, especially hearing it from that point of view, because a lot of people just kind of don't understand it, first of all, and just think, well, that person had the choice to put the needle in their arm or that person has the choice to grab the bottle, so I don't have any sympathy for them. But there's a lot more to it that people don't understand, and many people don't actually have a choice, so... Just having a more compassionate stance towards that is something I'm really passionate about. Wow. So I think that's that's the second time I heard you say that in this conversation that what you're like kind of working towards and what you want more of is is a form of like interpersonal healing that you can facilitate. So <laughs> are you planning to become a psychotherapist or a, mm -hmm. a shaman or mm -hmm. or is it just something you know that's kind of your direction and trajectory in life right now? Well, tell, us, tell us more about that. Yeah, so I want to work with plant medicine, so ayahuasca or something called iboga or um, anything else really to help those who to help those who are struggling with addiction that have decided already to to do something about it. So I'm going to take a drug and alcohol counseling course just to have some sort of a credential because I feel like my heart is there. I have struggled with addiction myself, so I have experience and can relate to others who are struggling. And it's helped plant medicine. Ayahuasca specifically has really helped me through a lot of those issues that I was having. So that's somewhere somewhere along those lines is where I'd like to go to. So if I take a course, you know, then at least I have some sort of certification towards counseling and helping others, but really just, just being there for people and being able to connect with people and try and help them through it as Powerful. best I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically creating space yeah. for people to come into their authenticity and into vulnerability yeah. and letting go of the... Yeah, the well, the patches we put on onto our, our wounds to exactly. pretend they're not there, like alcohol or exactly. like, yeah. well, uh, opiates or, yeah. or, or other elements. 
Wow, that, that is very powerful, Elena. So how does that connect to what you're doing with being a conscious media creator? So mm-hmm. is it just something that you think, well, I, I live my life in the most authentic way and mm-hmm. I can document what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Or, or do you feel like you will want to be less of a content creator and more of a, mm-hmm. a facilitator? Well, yeah, it is. It is like when I think about doing that, um, it is kind of like taking a step in a different direction in a way because it is more one-on-one. But as someone that is involved in conscious media, it's still something I'm very passionate about. I just don't feel like it is my purpose necessarily. It doesn't mean it's not something I can't do with a great deal of passion. But um, I can, you know, as best I can, I can share my story with these amazing outlets that I do work for. And that is one way to connect with others who are struggling. Like in the past, when I've written, just written about my experiences and and whatever um, with addiction, people are always... Uh, very, very appreciative and very inspired and they just feel a little less alone. So, you know, if I can do that on a large scale and do that through video, I can probably reach more people with that message. And I think that is a great way to just help people come to terms with their own addictions and know they're not alone and maybe even admit it to themselves that it is a problem because that's the hardest part. You know, you feel like I know for me specifically, that's something I didn't ever want to open up and share with anybody because I was so ashamed of it. And it was really hard to talk to anybody about it. But because of because I was too afraid to talk about it, I wasn't able to, to deal with it in any capacity. So I want people to just feel comfortable and safe to be able to express what they're going through. So if that comes in the conscious media realm, then it does. And if it doesn't, then that's okay too. <laughs> hmm. Wow. So... You're obviously a very busy person already with how you live your life. How do you balance family, friends, and, and work? How do you juggle all these, like, more, um, well, the mundane things, like the to-dos of life, work, etc., but also the, the, the heartful things, the things that are really, that make our hearts sing? Um, well, it's amazing because I get to connect with other like minds at my jobs all the time. So sometimes, you know, I am really busy and I have a lot of work to do all the time, but it doesn't always feel like work because I'm surrounded by awesome people like yourself (laughs) that are, you know, coworkers, but also like people who I have really good close connections with and, um, just kind of having a purpose with your meetings. So I have a really good solid group of friends and more than just hang out, we're there for each other. You know, if anyone is working through an issue or having a hard time with something, we're always, we'll make the time to be there for one another in a connected way. So at times, of course I do get stressed out and that's a time where it's a good reminder that I need to take some time to myself and kind of recharge a bit and get away from the screen because too much screen time is never fun, but work doesn't always feel like work. So even though I have a lot of work to do, it doesn't, it's kind of something I'm passionate about. So it's not always that big of a deal. <laughs> gotcha. So there's mm-hmm. like a, a balance just because of the choices you, you've made over mm-hmm. the, the last years. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very powerful in, in itself. I love that. Um, hey, so these are some buzzwords that come up for me all the time in society that um the buzzwords are body mind and spirit Mm -hmm. and i'd love to hear more um how do you how do you take care of your body mind and spirit how does that find place in your everyday life Mm -hmm. well yeah they're definitely all connected um i try to 
eat healthy. I'm kind of someone who's obsessed with learning more and more about health and how to properly take care of my body and uh, give it the nourishment that it needs. So I'd say that's like a, a focal point. Uh, mind is just not letting it take over so much. Like I said before, is sometimes I can get really caught up in, in my thoughts and it doesn't really serve. So I've been move, more moving away from letting the mind take over and kind of like put it aside sometimes and just like live from the heart and follow your intuition and say yes, even if your mind is saying no. Um, and yeah, well, body is related to health, well, spirit. Yeah, so just taking time to do those practices that, that bring you joy, living from your heart, following your truth and taking risks and being seen and stepping into the fear of the unknown are all things that you can do to challenge your mind and connect to your spirit and your body. And also, I do believe physical activity is very, very important to help just kind of complete the, the trio. So that's something I try to do. I could probably do more of, to be honest. <laughs> what, what do you love doing yeah. in terms of physical activity? You said you do um, morning walks? Yeah, like I um, enjoy Ultimate Frisbee <laughs> for my intensity workouts. But I love, yeah, I just love to walk. And I love to do yoga and stretch as well. But uh, hiking, anything that's more natural is something I really enjoy doing. Like I don't get that much enjoyment from going to a gym and lifting weights. But I enjoy like hiking, walking, running, sports. You know, I would love to start climbing and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, just just being out in nature, really. And, Sweet. Yeah. Well, you live in the right place here in the, on Vancouver Island. There's, there's, there's more nature than people here in, in some ways. Um, amazing. Cool. So I have another question for you that, that really, like, it's, I'm, I'm interested in your answer. I really want to hear what you want to share, share with other people. And um, the question is this. If you had an apprentice in your field, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? And distill it into three lessons, if you could. Mm. Okay, so I guess it almost like reminds me of something that I would tell my myself, you know, seven years ago <laughs> when I started on this, you know, path into social conscious media. Um, you don't have all the answers even though you've learned a lot and you feel like you know a lot and maybe you feel like you know a lot more than other people it does not mean that you have all the answers or that you're above anybody else at all um another thing is to you know accept people for where for where they're at and not try to change people but trust that they will get what they need no matter what and that they're on their own path and their own journey and to be patient with them. Um, and then just to, just to be yourself like always and live from the heart. Yeah. Live from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Well, and I normally wrap up my, my conversations with this question. And as so will we do today, cause this is really like part of how I came to the name of green planet, blue planet. I want to hear about your long-term vision for planet Earth. So let's let's say, let's assume, as humanity, we had a shared vision for planet Earth. What would yours look like? Well, um, people working together more, um, doing what gives them a sense of purpose in life and a sense of community and everyone kind of living in harmony with each other and the Earth. So moving away from destructive or harmful practices and moving towards just a more harmonious way of, of being. 
um, with each other and the planet and how we're choosing to make our mark here. Sort of like a greater sense of collaboration and harmony. Mm-hmm. You want to do you want to be a little bit more specific? How how could that look? I mean, whenever I like have this vision, I I just to see people living in like communal, just working together. You know, like living in communal type ways. So having gardens and certain people that are you know just doing what they love to do. And of course, everyone has a different gift that they can offer. So everyone just really doing what brings them joy, so that it doesn't feel like work and so that you know everyone has the free time to just be who they are and express what they want and feel good while doing it and just you know just more more community yeah that's just how i see it more community yeah i I like that yeah (laughs) just to put it so basically enabling everybody to be to be their full selves and and giving them the power to to contribute but also to, to simply be yeah powerful i feel like that's that's certainly something i resonate with it mm-hmm. it it almost requires like an entire shift of of awareness to to match that to where our, our current society yeah of busy busy worker bees is, is these days mm-hmm. how do you reckon things would work or function in a world like that well that's that's what i'm not completely sure of see i don't even know if it's possible to have that on such a mass scale but i do believe that you can create what you want in your life. So like I said before, if there's something about society that you don't resonate with or you don't like, then you don't have to accept it. You can create your own reality and you can do what brings you joy. And maybe the more people that do that, the more and more we can move away from these big societal issues that, you know, you don't support. So on a mass scale, I'm not too sure. <laughs> But on an individual scale, I could see it working. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Alana. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fully appreciate having you here, getting to know um, more of your story and sharing that with our audience. Um, is there anything else you'd, you'd love to share or, or um, say at this point? Well, just don't be afraid to be who you are, to speak your truth, to live from your heart, to be bold, to take risks, and to step outside your comfort zone and be... Be yourself and be love and share what you have to offer with the world. Share what you have to offer with this world. Thank you, Alana Kepler. That was that was an amazing conversation. Thank you. <laughs>